Welcome to NSCA's Coaching Podcast, episode 59. That was the biggest thing, was the challenge for me of figuring out how to do it differently while doing the same thing, getting the same types of results. This is the NSCA's Coaching Podcast, where we talk to strength and conditioning coaches about what you really need to know, but probably didn't learn in school. There's strength and conditioning, and then there's everything else. Welcome to the NSCA Coaching Podcast. I'm Scott Caulfield. Today with me, Jason Lacalzo, head strength and conditioning coach for the Chicago Bears. Coach, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are here at the NFL Combine. We uh, stole you away before you probably got to start doing some stuff and evaluating <laughs> guys. But uh, for those of you know people just listening in, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role as the head strength coach for the Bears? Well, yeah, head strength and coach for the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, it's uh, my first, just finished my first year in pro football. And um, just, you know, the, the, the journey's been a, been a long one. But, it, you know, most of my career in college, 21, 22 years in college, and then, then coming to the NFL. And, and um, you know, the, the, you talk about roles, the different roles between the college strength coach, the pro strength coach. Um, you know, but uh, it, it's a uh, you know it's a job that's it's uh, just that strength and conditioning and um, the way our organization's set up is uh, it's pretty nice to wear. that's that's the only hat I wear and that's the the way I like it. Yeah, that's you know, cool. So um, that's that's nice and uh, so around a bunch of good people there too. But you know, it, it uh, it's definitely a different job than college. Yeah, it's 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 been fun though. It's 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 probably one of the best years I've had coaching wise from a, from a fun standpoint. Were you always thinking or were you thinking, you know, someday that was the end goal? Like I want to get to NFL or not necessarily? Not, not necessarily, not until later in my career. Um, you know, and I've been fortunate to work with some great people, um, work with good coaches, good programs. Um, it first probably entered my mind when I was at Boston College and worked for Jeff Jagosinski, who had come from the NFL. Um, he hired me at Boston College out of Auburn, and and just being around him and talking to him, and you know, he was just giving me some different pointers about NFL versus college and that stuff. And then, um, you know, when I got the job at at Washington State, um, I happened to strike up a relationship um, with an NFL agent who. Um, Helped me along the way, and you know, again, I, I really wasn't thinking NFL until about halfway through my Washington State time. I was there six years. I was in it for three years, and just started thinking about it. You know, because as a coach, you always have to think about your future and what you're. You know, you gotta you gotta be prepared because you never know in this business, right? And um, you know, so there was a bunch of different factors that went into it. But um, you know, when this opportunity came up, there was, I mean, there's no way of saying no to right. it yeah. at all. Yeah, and. Uh, Talk about a fish out of water, though. When I first got to the NFL, you know, it I was about as uncomfortable as you could possibly be as a coach. Yeah. You know, um, which is where you, in my opinion, that's where you want to be right. as a coach. If you're if you're if you're comfortable as a coach, you're you're in you're in some bad waters. Um, that's when I think you start getting complacent and, and things. And so, um, again, Washington State, there was nothing. There was nothing negative about Washington State and why I left. It was just the opportunity to go work for one of the most storied franchises yeah. in all sports, yeah. you know, and uh, so that that was that was definitely a, a lure. Yeah, so you, I mean, that's a great, I love that 
kind of what you said. So you, you've got 20 years of experience as a strength coach, and now you got this new endeavor, and you're kind of like, yeah. okay, it was, you wow. Know, like I, like, I tell my wife, I tell everybody that I ask, it's, it's like a completely different profession doing the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, um, a squat is a squat, a clean is a clean, a snatch is a snatch, but it's the delivery, it's it's how you program it, it's yeah. what you need to do, the differences between what the college athlete needs, what the pro right. guy needs. I mean, you know, it, it's completely challenged me as a coach to change and think outside the box of what I'm used to. We all get in yeah. our ruts. Yeah. You know, we all get in that, this is the way I do it. Right. You know, this is the way I've always done it. And then right. you... Right pull yourself out and you get dropped you know you pull yourself out of the pond so to speak and you get dropped into another ocean that ocean's vast and huge until yeah. you can start figuring out what you want to do and it starts to shrink but, yeah but um yeah it, that was the biggest thing was the challenge for me of figuring out how to do it differently while doing the same thing yeah. getting the same types yeah, of yeah. results that's cool. Did you have to kind of, did you have like a, you know, network of some people that you tapped into to be like, Hey, uh, Absolutely. you know, making this move, yes. like Jesse Ackerman, yeah. uh, with Atlanta nice. and Ivan, uh, Ivan was at SC at the time, Ivan Lewis and yeah. now you know, so he'd been in the NFL before, <clears throat> but you know, um, you know, he was at SC, but he was a good guy that I relied on and and then the biggest thing for me was when I came to this. So I got the job at, in Chicago um, last year, week before the combine. Right. right. So I was there for yeah, a week. I came down you. here. Yeah. And uh, that's when I saw, you know, met, met up with you down here and we talked a little bit. But it was the that that dinner you guys put on for the pro strength coaches yep. where I spent the whole night, two, three hours just talking to guys. Yeah. You know, Steve Watterson and yep. Harold Nash and, yep. you know, um, just guys that, you know, Aaron Wellman, guys that just helped me figure out that, you know, coaching's coaching no matter where you're at. But here are the different things you need to look for in pro ball versus yeah, where you're yeah. coming from. Yeah. And um, that's where, you know, I, I really felt a lot more comfortable after talking to those guys and coming to that dinner. And it's yeah. just, it was just, a, it's just a bunch of guys that just want to see you succeed no matter where they're at. They might be wearing a different logo, but right. they still want to see you do well. Yeah. And, um, so that was, those are the guys that I've continued to rely on. Yeah. You know, so no, that's great. Those guys are really great people too. And, um, Watterson gave a great awesome uh, speech retirement night, speech, yeah. lifetime achievement award, uh, and incredible speech last night. But uh, 20 years of college experience, too. I mean, 21 years. You know, you've been a lot of different places, and I know that uh, listeners probably, uh, you know, have heard we've got we've heard so many different paths. But I guess kind of walk us through that collegiate career path, <laughs> and you know, I don't know that it, you know there are seems like there's a lot of similar. Uh, there's kind of a standard path, but also there's so many different variations that, that yeah. everybody's, everybody's got their own path. <laughs> everybody's got their own deal. You know, um, when I was at Humboldt with Drew Peterson, who I consider my biggest mentor, um, you know, he was a guy that pretty much taught me everything I know um, in terms of how to be a coach and what to do and how to be passionate about your job. Uh, played at, so I went to a junior college first and then I went to Humboldt State and played a couple years there and started coaching there. 
kind of fell into it by accident. We were, you know, and I always liked lifting. I was never a great athlete, yeah. you know. I always liked the preparation part of it, you know, the lifting and yeah. stuff. And we were in the weight room one day, and I'm working out, and I was going into my senior year uh, playing. And uh, Drew had some girls coming from the from the soccer team. Some ladies came in to, to work out, and they I don't think they'd ever been in there before. They didn't know how to do the, the warm-up, the barbell warm-up and the yeah. dynamic stuff that we did. So Drew was like, hey, you know, Scuzz was my nickname there. Yeah. Hey, Scuzz, why don't you take these these ladies through the warm-up and teach them that stuff? So I taught them that, and, you know, it was maybe 30 minutes teaching them and stuff. And, I, you know, I wasn't really thinking, right. you know, hey, you know, this, he's doing this to some ulterior yeah, motive, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then I get done, and, you know, I'm in Drew's office, and Drew just kind of looks at me and he's like, yeah, I think you found your calling. Hmm. And that's when it kind of hit, like, yep. wow, you know, I can make a career out of this, you know? <laughs> and uh, that was in the mid-90s, so mid to late 90s. So, you know, strength and conditioning was just starting, you know, to really take hold at a lot of different places. And so, you know, I went ahead and took him up on his offer with that and started coaching there. And, and uh, so from there... You know, uh, I I went and got a GA position at Arkansas, and um, I was only at Arkansas for a short while before I got called by Aaron Shelley at the University of Nevada, and um, it was it was an assistant position there. I would have had my because when I was at Arkansas, I was working with just football, and there was okay. four of us, and so I wasn't you know I wasn't able to learn much as a coach because I was one of four, and yeah. you know I wasn't programming anything, you know, and I was yeah. you know, I was a new coach. I just right. wanted to learn how to do those things. Yeah. So I got called by the University of Nevada and I went out there and I took that job and was there for two years and met some just great coaches, Mike Buley, who you oh, know, yeah. obviously, you know, yeah. you're, you're close with over yeah. there at Clemson and, and Mike Robinson um, and Mike Robinson, who taught me from the Olympic standpoint, taught me more about Olympic lifting in eight months than I think I'd learned in four or five years up to that point. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it was a great learning experience because it was one of those places back, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, where you come in, there's four coaches, there's 17, 18 teams, and everybody's helping. Every You have your own four or five teams, and then you got to help with everything else, yeah, and yep. everybody's working out of the same room, and it was, uh, it, was, it was a great place to learn, figure out how to be a coach. Um, and I was there for a couple years, and I got the opportunity to go to Marshall, with Mike Jenkins back when Marshall was, you know, the Byron Leftwich days and Marshall when they were, they were really rolling. Yeah. It was an opportunity for me to be the head strength coach for Olympic sports while also helping with football so I could keep nice. my foot in the door of football. Yep. Um, so I took that job, went out there. And again, it's, I've just been so blessed with the guys I've worked with. You know, Coach White was the head basketball coach and he treated me so well. You know, he bought into that weight room and made my job so much easier. Um, and, you know, the, the Royce Chadwick was the head women's coach, and I had a great relationship with him as well. You know? And um, it just helped that I was around really good people. Yeah. And I was running my own room. Uh, we had two separate weight rooms. And so I was running my own room, so it really taught me how to, again, how to, how to be my own coach when you know nobody else is there you know you right. you got to make up your own philosophies you got to make up your own regulations your rules all yeah, those yeah. things and i was a young guy you know <laughs> young and stupid at the time so and then also helping with football and keep my foot in the door there and then um 
you know, when I was at Nevada, that's when I started getting into the nutrition side of it. And that was when it was starting to get kind of big and okay. strength and conditioning where you kind of had to wear the two hats. Yep. And I'm at Marshall and Kevin Yoxall has a job open at Auburn. And part of the job was creating a sports a, a, a nutrition deal for football at Auburn, but also being an assistant strength coach. And uh, long story short, you know, my name got to him and he called me and went out and interviewed and, and got the job and spent four years with, with Yox nice. at Auburn. And, uh, you know, everybody knows who Kevin Yoxall is. Right. I mean, the guy's right. a legend in the field. And um, so I spent my four years there and that's where my career kind of takes a little bit of a turn and most people don't have. Um, so four years in, I get, uh, I'm, I'm, call, I'm talking to Eric Ciano at the time and Eric, um, Eric tells me on the phone one day, he's like, Hey man, you need to apply for the Boston college job. And I'm like, Boston college. I don't know anybody at Boston college. I don't know a soul there. He's like, dude, just do it. Just apply for the job. I'm telling you, this is what they're looking for. I'm just, just, just apply for it. Like, all right. So I send my stuff up there and, uh, thinking, I don't know anybody there. I'm at a recruiting deal on Saturday and Saturday uh, afternoon, I get home. My wife and I are just there sitting there going to watch some TV. My phone rings. It's a number I don't recognize. And I usually don't answer it, but I answered it. Yeah. And it was, a, it was somebody affiliated with Boston college and they phone interviewed me right there. And I was like, wow. Okay. You know, and then at the end of the interview, um, it was Don Yee actually who interviewed me, phone interviewed me for Jeff Jagodzinski and Don, Hey, I'm going to recommend that you uh, get a, get an interview with, with Jags. Would you take it if, if we offered you an interview? I'm like, yeah, I'll take an interview. Thinking like, I'll have a week to figure this out, right. you know, hang the phone up, get a call literally 10 minutes later. Hey, there's a flight leaving Atlanta at 12:30 tomorrow. If you want to come up to interview, I didn't wow. have a suit, I didn't have a tie, I didn't have any of that. So <laughs> my wife and I just, we jet down to the local store and buy some piece together this suit that probably looked awful. Um, but I flew up and, and, um, you know, again, I didn't know anybody and I'm, I'm interviewing with Jeff and Steve Logan was the offensive coordinator. Those were the two guys I interviewed with. And as we were interviewing, you know, Jeff just kept kind of poking me, you know, like, Hey, this is the way the last guy did it. And they were really successful with this, really successful with that. And, you know, he knew what I did and some of what he was saying was kind of the opposite of what mm. I did. He's like, hey, we did this and did this, and what do you think about this? And I think you need, you know, we were really good at this, and I just kind of stopped them, and I said, coach, I really appreciate this opportunity, but this is what I do, and this is how I do it, and all the respect in the world for what you've done and you've gotten this head coaching job, but this is how I do things, and this is what I do. If this isn't for you, then I appreciate the opportunity, but, you know, um, I'm not your guy. He offered me the job right there. Wow. So <laughs> and it was one of those things where, where you know, uh, God knows me better than I know me, um, and it happened so fast, I couldn't find anything in my mind to start thinking about, well, I don't know if I want it. Right, I don't know right. if I want to move to Boston. <laughs> and um, so I, I got the job. Again, not knowing a soul there. And... Um, you know, just being at the right place at the right time, knowing the right people, I guess. You know, right. Talking to Luciano yeah. at that time. And um, so I get to get to Boston College, spent five years there. Um, and again, um, I'm getting ready to get out of coaching when I was at Boston College. It's uh, a great job, but, you know, worked 
for some people that were, you know, it was, it was difficult. Yeah. You know how it is as coaches, you sure. know, it's just difficult. And so I was looking at getting out and, you know, I'm going to go be a state patrol officer. I'm going to go work for the state police in Virginia. And so I start looking at that stuff and getting out of coaching altogether. And in uh, late January, again, phone rings. I don't know, recognize the number. And it was a coach that I had worked with at Nevada, Jim Mastro, back in uh, the year 2000. At this time, it's 2012. And we had just kept in touch periodically, not, you know, nothing, nothing. It wasn't like a week-to-week deal or a month-to-month deal. We'd talk to each other maybe once a year, once every couple months at, at the best. And uh, answer the phone. It's Mastro. His exact words are, "Hey, you want to come to Washington State?" I'm like, "Who is this?" He's like, "It's Mastro. You, you want to come to Washington State?" I didn't even know the job was open. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I didn't even know it was open. Wow. And uh, it was one of those things again, you know, where um, God knows me better than I know me. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, I'll take the interview. I'll, I'll go interview." So I went down to Los Angeles and interviewed while Leach was. A, Mike Leach was head coach. Yep. Mike Leach was recruiting, and uh, that's a whole other. Uh, people love that story. That 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 interview story with Mike Leach. Those are <laughs> he's got some stories. But again, got the I got the job on the interview, and um, you know before I could think about anything else, yeah, I'll take the job. So I go out to Washington State, and and at that time, 2012, Washington State was. Uh, was awful to say the least yeah. it was just an awful <laughs> awful program it was in bad shape for a lot of factors you know um you know there's no one factor it was just a lot it was a neglected program and the staff that we replaced they they, they were working with challenges that i never had yeah. I mean, they had some just massive challenges that mike leach and bill moose the ad at the time changed but it took a while yeah. i got there and you know i knew it wasn't good I had no idea it was as bad as it was right. you know, and uh, got out there and, and that was, that was a challenge. That was one of those deals where you walk in and you're like, man, I don't know if we're going to do this one. And, uh, but you buckle down and you go to work and you yeah. do it and you surround yourself with good people. And, um, so I was there for six years. And then again, you know, I get a call from the Chicago bears out of the blue and the way that kind of went down as I pieced together afterwards as Ivan Lewis at SC, you know, he, he, uh, he was the one that gave him my name and I don't know anybody there. Yeah. And again, you know, just kind of out of the blue, got a phone call. Hey, come interview with the bears. <laughs> and it was, again, it was one of those deals of <laughs> the Chicago bears. Right? Right. I, turn that one down. Yeah, I can't totally. turn that one down. And, um, you know, got offered the job on the interview and nice. took the job. So, you know, I've gotten three head coaching jobs without really knowing anybody right. other than, you know, a, a distant relationship. So and that's what, you know, it's a lot of my close guys that I always talk about. It's always, it's, this is all about relationships. Right. That's it's all I was about just going to say. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the common denominator of that whole, uh, lineage, right. Is like you build good relationships with people and you had a really good reputation. Yeah, you just, obviously you, yeah, a strong you know, you, program and that, that kind of you know that's the thing everybody says you know give back give back give back I think giving back is just being a good guy just being yeah. a good person yeah. not that I'm a, you know the standard or anything like right. that all I'm saying is right. you know um, I've made my fair share of mistakes there's plenty of people I'm sure that have called me that I've neglected to call back or not emailed back right. and stuff like that but you know you always try and try and be the guy that that 
answers that guy that calls you or right. answers that email that, that, that you get. Because again, it's, it's about good people Yeah, and you never know who that next guy is going to be. You, know, right. you never know who that guy's going to be that's going to make you a better coach. Right. It's right. going to make you a guy that's that, that's going to get you to where you want, that, that wants to help you, but you can also help that person get where he wants to go. And yeah. You know, that's that, that that's kind of my idea of giving back yeah. to the yeah. field. I mean, it's... You, um, when you mentioned being the head of Olympic sports and, you know, helping with football, and I mean, how, how important do you think it is and should it be to get that experience? I mean, in, in a, you know, we talk about youth sports specialization and now yeah. a lot of strength coaches kind of specialize. You can, you can almost specialize from the start now, but how important, important was that diversity in training it all made, the Olympics? It made my career. Yeah. It made my career. Cause again, it's, it's coaching is we're strength coaches. We're not sport coaches. Right. I'm not a football coach. Yeah. Coach Nagy will be the first one to tell you that I'm not a football <laughs> coach. Um, you know, Coach Leach will tell you I'm not a football coach. Um, you know, we're, we're strength coaches, and we need to be diversified, and we need to figure out different ways to do things and to reach different populations. That, that was the big thing for was how to reach different people. Yeah basketball players, baseball players, football players, you're talking about three completely different mentalities, approaches, uh, personalities. And, um, you know, so that, that was the thing for me that made me such a better coach because I was able to understand that there isn't, this isn't one size fits all. This isn't, you coach everybody the same. People can say that all they want. If you do that, you're going to fail. Yeah. You know, so um, for me, that was the that was the biggest growing point as a coach. Nice X's and O's are X's and O's. Yeah. You know, yeah. coaching is something that's personal. It's a relationship. It's yeah. how do you get people to do what you want them to do? How do you make them click? How do you right. make them tick? How do you make them buy in? Yeah. Well, and I'm sure even the differences in football players from. Auburn to Boston College to Washington State oh, yeah. were incredibly hey, different. Yeah. About different regions. Right, I mean, you know, right. football in the South is religion. You go to yeah. the Northeast, there's these big, tough guys that, you yeah. know, I coach some of the toughest guys I've ever been around at yeah. Boston College. They yeah. weren't necessarily the best athletes, but right. we won a lot of games because yeah. these guys were tough and smart. And, yeah. you know, then you go to the West Coast where, you know, people just approach it differently. And then all of a sudden I go from the Boston College 22 personnel, you know, to the Washington State Air Raid. Right. You know, where right. we're just, the ball's getting flung everywhere. Yeah. I never see, you know, I didn't see the ball get thrown a hundred times in a season. At Boston <laughs> right. College, yeah. let alone, yeah. you know, when, when, when Spaziano was head coach yeah. to going to Washington State, we're throwing it a hundred times in a game. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh, so again, it was just figuring out how to coach it differently. You have a different philosophy of a different, different way of doing it, which goes back to what we do as coaches. I think one of the biggest mistakes I made young in my career was, I'm right and everybody else is wrong. It's my way. My way is always, yeah. oh, you got an Olympic lift. Oh, you got a squat. If you yeah. don't do those things, you're doing it wrong. And it's just like in football, everybody runs a different style. You know, people run different defenses. People run different offenses. You know, Mike Leach does not run the same offense as Urban Meyer, but good luck arguing with the win and loss record, right. you know, and, and what each coach has done. And, and so that's the thing. There's more than one way to skin a cat. There's yeah. a thousand ways to do it. And, um, you know, so, you know, going out to Washington State, it was, 
you, you're just talking about a different philosophy, different mentality from the kid you're recruiting, the West Coast kid versus the Southern kid versus the Northeast kid. And, you know, it's, just, it's, it's uh, again, it comes down to how can you relate to those guys? How can you relate to people to get them to work hard, right. to buy into the program? Yeah. You know. Yeah. How's your, how does that change too? I mean, how does your philosophy change as you transition from different resources to different facilities to different uh, learning new stuff? How do you, how do you kind of evaluate and change that I yourself? Think the philosophy has always been the same for me. It's just how I've gotten there. It's been a little bit different. I'm a pretty basic guy. I mean, we clean, we squat, we snatch, we use barbells and bumper plates and that's kind of what we do, you know? Um, so I've been fortunate to be at places where we've had that type of stuff. We could do it. Um, you know, the change comes from when you move up to places that offer you more resources and expect you to use those resources. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I've really had to grow in that, especially going from college to pro, you know, you've got, yeah, we have our philosophy, but we're also, you know, the door's been open for a lot of other things from a financial standpoint, from a resource standpoint that I've never used before that, oh, okay, this this really works over here or that really works over there. No, I don't like this. I don't like that. Especially from the technology standpoint. Right, right. Um, so philosophy-wise, it's, it's pretty much always been the same. It's, 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 the, it's what's underneath that umbrella, the little subcategories that get switched yeah. out and improved or right. added or something yeah. like that. So it's, it's, you know, it's the resource side of it that I think changes it. Yeah. No, I think that's a good point, too. Kind of <clears throat> you stick to your guns on, you know, what you truly believe in and value. And then yeah, I mean, other things are implemented or, or massaged around to be yeah. able to utilize and in, encompass part of the, the whole yeah. overarching, you know, system. It's almost like as I've gotten older, my philosophy has gotten more, almost more broad, right. so to speak. Right. You know, it used to be very specific. I was young and stupid and thought I knew it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can do it this way or, yeah. oh, this is the only way to do it. Right, right. And as you get older and as you figure it out, you meet new people and you, you see different athletes and you figure it out that, yeah, there's a lot of ways to do it. And, you know, you get to the NFL and it's, you know, it's almost it's it's a little bit more basic than what I've done, but it's more complex. It's just kind of hard to explain. But yeah. the bottom line is, you know, people need to be strong. They need yeah. to apply that strength as fast as they can. And the rest of it's just kind of, yeah. you know, how do you get there right. with what right. you have? Yeah, no, that's great. Um, and going back to Boston College, we were talking about it before we started uh, recording here, but I actually had you as a speaker when I was the NSCA Vermont State Director, URBC. Yep. Um, again, it's kind of like that's my my experience with the NSCA is, is this is a great story of like that summing up you know how I've met people and connected people and I was trying to put together a state clinic and I wanted it to kind of be a very sports specific so I reached out to strength coaches I knew and my good friend Leanne Blinn knew you and connected me with you and I mean you're a you know head college football coach at Boston College just guy little little NSCA Vermont state director reaches out asks you to speak and I can pay you a hundred bucks and you were like yep sure I can do it you know if it's Friday I'll drive up and you 
came up, spoke, and I think went back that night. Yeah, I believe, <laughs> yeah. I believe that night. Yeah, um, but um, that was awesome, man. I still appreciate that. That's <laughs> where I learned. That's where I've learned the most stuff. Is the is the smaller events. Yeah, you know the ones where it's way more personal. How do you? you have more one-on-one time with people. Um, and that's one thing I think the NSCA does an awesome job of is, you know, it's, it's not just one big national mess, right? You know, it's not just right. one big pot right. that, Hey, everything's put into this pot and this is it. This is the yeah. only opportunity you have where, you know, you guys have stuff everywhere. Yeah. There's always something going on. There's always something you can pick up and do. There's always a podcast you can listen to. There's always a clinic you can go to. Um, you know, and even to the event last night with the pro strength coaches dinner that you guys put on and this organization that you have with us, it just creates, it creates those little groups of people that can all just rely on each other yeah. and, you know, that you can meet with multiple times instead of just one time. Yeah. And, um, you know, so... You know, th- those are the things that I've always felt have been my biggest, um, you know, from a from a uh, conference standpoint, quote unquote, where I've learned the most are the small ones that are just the little satellite camps, you want to, so to, to, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. You know. Yeah. One of the things I do uh, at headquarters, too, is uh, I kind of... Uh, one of the first like screening processes on all the state and regional clinics. So like they submit it to the person in the office who does that. She routes it past me. So I'm checking just to make sure the content's solid. People are mm-hmm. certified, but I'll look at all these state and I'm like, Oh man, oh, this is a good one. Yeah. I wish I could go to that. I'm like, <laughs> yep. like Washington or North Carolina. I'm like, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's pretty funny. So yeah, just the, the, the diversity of the organization I think is what makes it, uh, so cool and so unique no too, you know, yeah, cause no you question. can learn from so many different and, and that's people. What we were talking about earlier, but you know, hockey and basketball and all these different people that are under that same kind of umbrella with the NSCA that you can reach out to. Yeah. Or I could call you, Hey Scott, I, I need to talk to somebody about this. Or I need to talk to somebody about, you can get me in contact with somebody with snap a finger. Hey, call right. this guy, call that guy, or you have those guys call me or whatever. Yeah. So that's, that's the other thing that helps is you have a resource that's just right there at your hand that is, again, it's, I coach, I'm a strength coach for football, but I'm not a football coach. Right. I'm a strength coach for football. And there's things I'm going to learn from other people in other sports that, that are going to, that are going to help me become better. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you, um, you guys had such a great run this year too. Uh, is, was there any, I guess, what, what might've been some of the things that, you were thinking or like to go straight from college to the NFL and then have a run like the bears ran this year. Were you just like at some point, like this is kind of surreal. Like I yeah. can't believe, but at the same time you got to be in it cause you got to yeah. be present. Um, you know, when we first got to, to Chicago, um, not a whole lot of people gave us a shot. You know, it was, uh, you know, if they can win eight, we'll be happy. Yeah. If they, you know, they're probably going to be a six or seven win team. They're a year away. And, you know, when, but when you're in that building, it's completely different, you know, and you, you just tune all that other stuff out and you, you, you see the guys that you're working with and the personalities that we have on, on that team, um, you know, just huge personalities, just guys that were just good people. And that's the one thing I noticed about getting to Chicago when I got there was how good the people are from the GM to the owners to the head coach to, you know, to all the players you had just, you had a great locker room, you had good people. And we have a head football coach who's, uh, 
who's just a he's a leader. He's a great leader. He's a he's a good he's a good leader. He's a good person, yeah. and um, that's how he built that thing. And then, you know, you again. I don't. You know, people are asking, "Well, you guys going to be good?" And I'm like, I have nothing to compare us to. I've never right. been in the NFL. Right. I don't know. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. You know? yeah. And um, you know, going through preseason, you know, and I hired Casey Kramer as my 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 top assistant, and he's the same thing. He'd never been in the NFL either, so you know, we kind of look at each other, going, right. I don't know, we yeah. got to be good. I don't know, <laughs> you know, uh, we got good players. That's all yeah. I know, and yeah. you know, everybody's got good players, and <laughs> and just kind of watching it come together in camp, and um, watching how the head coach had done things, and how our staff, we got a great football staff too, you know, um, you know, we got we got some of the best coaches I've been around, and. Again, I'm, you know, everybody says that when they when they're working in a place, but I can honestly tell you, you know, we have coaches that, you know, I, I get the privilege of working with Vic Fangio, our defensive coordinator, is now the head coach with the, with the Denver Broncos, who's he's a football genius, oh. you know, in just watching those guys. And as we got going into preseason, it's like, yeah, we're going to win some games. We're going to be pretty good. And then watching our players mature and watching our players grow and come together as a football team, and then we open up the season at Green Bay. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers did his thing and, and, and beat us at the end of the game. And, and it was one of those things where, you know, I saw I walk in the locker room and I saw a football team that was they they were hurting. They, and then that's when you kind of knew this thing's going to this thing's going to take off. If we can just get that one, it'll take yeah. off. And then the next thing you know, we want to we want a pretty darn good run. Yeah. And then as the season was going again, you kind of you, you sit back and it's it's when you finish the day. And you kind of look back, you're like, holy cow, we have a chance to win the NFC North. <laughs> I'm just a little college guy coming up here. Yeah, I have yeah. a chance to be the NFC North champion, you right. know. And when that happened, that's when it, you know, but you have to, you, you have to, like you said, you have to be dialed in. Right. Too. You can't, right. you can allow those moments, yeah. but you better make sure you dial yourself back in real quick. You can't be starstruck, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but it was surreal being, you know first time in the NFL you know I, you, as a kid you're always watching it and right. I don't know of a coach out there that wouldn't jump at the opportunity to coach in this league I mean it's it's just you can't find better environment to coach in yeah and yeah. you know we we went on that run we got into the we got into the playoffs we won the north we knew we were in the playoffs and again it was just kind of like wow you know yeah. this is this is this is the pinnacle of sport we yeah. had a chance to go play for a Super Bowl yeah. and um you know, it didn't work out, um, but, you know, it, it's funny because I still wake up every morning and go like, wow, I'm I'm really here, you know, I'm, right. I'm really coaching the Chicago Bears, and, but then you dial in and you go to work and you understand those guys that you coach are, are that's what it's about. It's about who you coach. Yeah. You know, X's and O's are, are what they are. You know, we have a bunch of guys that do things different than, than you know, like Washington State. If you yeah. said, hey, you're going to let this guy do that? No. Right. You get to the NFL. Yeah. You know, let this guy do that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because that's what helps him be yeah. a better player. Right. Because it's just, again, it's a completely different environment of what you're coaching in. But, yeah, as far as surreal, you, you and I think every coach needs to allow themselves to have those moments. Right. Because if you're too wrapped up in it and you don't have those moments of joy and holy cow, look where I'm at. Yeah. You know, as just from a personal standpoint, I don't believe in jumping on the internet and, you know, promoting yourself right. that way. I'm not right. a big guy. Right. I don't do that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. I think that almost kind of hurts our profession more than anything. But for you to take those personal moments with your family 
Yeah. And hey, look at where we're. You know, I have my, my oldest son's nine, and and you know he lives and dies Bears football. Now, yeah. Yeah. You know, and he lived and died Washington State right. football right. over there. So to be able to have those moments with my family and you know behind closed doors, is, but again, you know, when, when you get up the next day, you dial it back in. Right. Back, back to in work. Mode. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, I kind of want to ask you one more thing about uh, you've you've been on a lot of interviews and it's you know clear you've you've gotten a lot of good jobs out of your interviews is there anything you think that uh, you'd give advice or you know as far as preparing or, or things you did or you know how you handled yourself in those interviews that you know made you successful Man, I don't, you might have to ask the people that interviewed me. <laughs> I, you know, um, I I'm just a, again, everybody said, so just be you, just be you, just be who you are. Don't be somebody. You know, don't try and be something fake. You know, I don't believe in interview speak. I don't believe in interview talk. This is you know when I when I go into my interviews again, like you know like when I went to go interview for the Chicago Bears, they they knew all about me. You know, they, they it was almost kind of creepy the stuff they knew, you know, the background <laughs> checks they do and the, right, and the right, information yeah. they look yeah. for and they find and, um, you know, so a lot of times you know you go to an interview like that and again it's just you know they're they're gonna know the answer to a lot of the questions yeah. they're asking you, you know, and so it's just always most important to be you, yeah, you know, be who you are and if if uh, if if your personality isn't the right fit for them you don't want the job anyway, and that's kind right. of my approach is if if. If, if I don't get the job, then it's, you know, is what it is. But at the same time, if I don't get it, it's probably a job I didn't want in the first place. I find myself in a position where now all of a sudden I'm miserable. Right. And, um, you know, um, always prepare for interviews. But I think, you know, the biggest thing is, is you know, everybody likes to bring their, their portfolios and their books and their this. You need to be able to talk about it. Yeah. Instead of just having it in a book, you need to be educated enough on what you do so that you can talk about it and you can verbalize it to coaches that don't know. Right. Because let's right. be honest, sport coaches, <laughs> most sport coaches don't know what we do. That's a great point. They have no idea what we do. And you can write all you want in a book and use all the big words and right. Right. all that stuff. It, they don't know. Right. And you need to be able to explain it to them and be able to articulate what you believe in your philosophy and how you do things um, as if you are to the athlete. Yep. You know, yeah. um, we have very educated guys with the Bears, and we got guys that are honed in with training stuff. But at the same time, they they need to know that you're there for them. They need to know that you're there to help them in their career. When you interview, it's the same thing. A coach is looking a head football coach is going to interview you. He wants to know he can win with you. He wants to know that you can help him get where he wants to go. And that's just the way this business is. That's the way all businesses are. Right. Um, and so I think, you know, just making sure people understand that, A, you know what you're talking about. B, you're confident in what you believe. You're confident in how you do it. And just your personality. Some people have different personalities. You right. know, some people are looking for different personalities. You know, right. I'm not a right. rock guy. I yeah. don't wave towels. I don't do any of that stuff. Yeah. Guys do that. Great. That's what their coaches want. Great. Yeah. But I'm not that fit. Yeah. And that's the other thing. They need to know that too, because if all of a sudden a coach wants that and they bring me in and I'm not good at that stuff, no. I'm not, right. that's not my deal. Yeah. I'm not going to last very long. Right. Me and that coach are going to butt heads. I'm probably yeah. going to getting fired. Or worse, I'm going to get a whole lot of other people fired because I didn't right. do my job the way he wanted it done. So 
Awesome. So that's such a great point. No, I think that's great. And uh, this has been a great episode. I know people are going to have questions, want to reach out to you. What's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, Email or uh, or phone. Either way, I'm, you know. Cool. Yeah, they they can give me a call or drop me an email. It's it's, uh, anytime. Cool. We'll put all that in the show notes. Uh, Again, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you being on here. I appreciate it, man. And a big thanks to our sponsor, Sorenex Exercise Equipment. We appreciate their support. And to all of you listening, we appreciate your support. Uh, Again, if you like the podcast, make sure that you subscribe wherever you download your podcast from. Write us a review and keep listening in. Look forward to talking with you all soon. Thanks. This was the NSCA's Coaching Podcast. The National Strength and Conditioning Association was founded in 1978 by strength and conditioning coaches to share information, resources, and help advance the profession. Serving coaches for over 40 years, the NSCA is the trusted source for strength and conditioning professionals. Be sure to join us next time.